1: sports range I ever had say XM channel 159 Ian Cameron kicking with us uh, soba I don't know if you bet against the Lakers for me it was just sort of a late edition looking at it and it's like yeah alright LeBron's playing and AD's playing and stuff but so what they're terrible but right? it doesn't matter they're old they can't play defense they can't shoot and they will have little stretches in the game where they look good for like six, seven, eight minutes, and they'll go on a little bit of a run. But ultimately, through a 48-minute basketball game, teams are able to wear them out. <laughs> it's time and time and time and time again. And it's double digits. They get blown out all the time. It's just the wheels have fallen off. So at least, you know, we cashed that. I'm pissed off, though. I, wanted, I needed Cleveland to win for a parlay, but I had the Clippers separately. Uh, but did you bet that game tonight? Have you been fading the Lakers, Babano?
2: At times I have. I just stayed clear of that game uh, entirely because the Clippers, to be to me, haven't been that great this year. I mean, wheelchair, you know, at this point, Kawhi Leonard, uh, when are we going to see him? I mean, it's like Darren Waller of the Raiders. Get on the field. Get on the court. Play a little bit. You know, I know you've been battling injury, but my goodness. I mean, let's get out there already but they were waiting on him to come back but you're right the lakers are a disaster you mentioned the draft pick that makes things even worse they have a chance to get a surefire top two three pick and that's gone to the pelicans now so of all years that they could use that kind of a, a draft capital especially in a loaded draft like, like next year this would be the time and the lakers don't even have that at their disposal and welcome to la darfinham hope you uh, hope this is what you signed up for hope you were prepared for it
1: yeah, well, like I said, I mean, if you're not betting against the Lakers, you're leaving money on the table. Uh, they're now two and nine against the point spread on the season, so it's just it's just an automatic. So as we stated, even if you're not, you know, if you think, well, they're going to lose again, yeah, they're going to lose again. <laughs> like, like, when yeah. Lonnie Walker and Matt Ryan have been
2: your best players at times, yeah, you got problems.
1: Well, they haven't been their best players at <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but like Matt Ryan hit a hit a three-point shot the other night. You know what I mean, yeah, he he, should, he he hit a shot once, but yeah, the the Lakers. I don't know. I'm sorry I asked you, but bet you could have just said no, you didn't bet on the game, <laughs> like so you didn't bet on the game, but then he gave us this long take after. Uh, but yeah, the Lakers are two and nine against the spread, guys. So they're it's just an automatic, easy fade. Like it's it's just it's one of those don't fight it. And you know, I tell you what, Golden State are money murders, and so are the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat are actually also two and nine against the spread, which doesn't get discussed as much as the Lakers do. But the Miami Heat are also a train wreck. They're an ill-constructed, bad basketball team. You know, Kyle Kyle Lowry's old. I like him and stuff, but Kyle Lowry's old. Tyler Hero's overrated and really just cares about putting you know shots. Up. Hurt all the time. Yeah. Um, well, I wasn't going to say that But thanks, Babano <laughs> This is Sports Ridge. I am Gabriel Maranci The Pimpster the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them Everybody else uh, in between We're breaking it down Alright, we got uh, to get to some football I'm done, I don't want any more of Babano's NBA takes here um, I'll, I'll get a hockey take from him I'll ask you about Vancouver and, and Montreal Babano I could ask you about, (laughs) I'll throw some hockey takes at you, college uh, football, maybe some NFL football, CFL football. We have Mike Detelier joining us. We're going to talk LSU and college uh, football. As uh, College football is just lit right now at this time of the year. This weekend doesn't have the same type of showcase showdowns as we did last week. It really just sort of comes down to TCU uh, this week, TCU. And the Texas Longhorns. Now, listen, we can't discount Mississippi. Um, and obviously, we have the, the LSU and Arkansas game, right? But so Mississippi need, um, they need Arkansas to knock off LSU. And the Mississippi can win. And I'll tell you what, we'll give a banner's take on this game on the other side. You really have to wonder how Alabama is going to respond to to their season imploding, Right, uh, you know, and for them to be laying this many points, it's a it's a tall task. Alabama are challenged to win these games on the road, let alone like they just are, right? You know what I mean they're good they' they're, their players are going to go into the NFL and all that. but you know it's sort of one thing I was thinking about Alabama and you see this, it's not so much that Alabama aren't like great and stuff and their players aren't studs. It's just that basically other teams have caught up. Right. Other teams are really good now as well. Georgia are like better than they are now. Georgia is caught up. Ohio State's knocking on the door. Michigan's knocking on the door. We see t- Tennessee volunteers are knocking on the door right now, Though I think Tennessee could be more of a little bit of a one off uh, right now. Uh, but this, this TCU and Texas game stakes are high. It's one of those be careful what you wish for. Yeah, TC you felt disrespected but you're still getting disrespected. you seven point underdogs. This is Portridge bring it. Up. We came here to play. Alright! To lose. What? Didn't you hear what he said? Look at the fear in his eyes. Listen to the quiver in his voice. He's a little boy lost in a game of men.
2: You think we should bet against him?
1: I bet my entire college fund on him. You got it. Mo, $23 on New York. The wicked ones that continues this is 4 trigger. I am Ratsy. Josh Allen update is there really is no update whatever he's day-to-day all right he's day-to-day I don't think it's as bad as people are making it out to be it's not going to be a big I don't think it's a big uh, deal in the long term and in fact we were discussing this earlier um, on the television show briefly for a couple of moments but everybody was in agreement actually that the Bills would win the game with Case Keenum actually if Case Keenum starts, then you know, the belief was that there's actually value with the Buffalo Bills if Case Keenum starts uh, the football game. Ian Cameron uh, with us. So let me get the updated number right now. This number's been coming down. It was, it, it's, it's been bouncing around, actually, all week. The odds makers don't really know. The Bills have done a pretty good job of of keeping people in the dark about this. You know they know a hell of a lot more than they're letting on. The oddsmakers are leaning with caution right now. The Bills are three-and-a-half-point favorites at FanDuel uh, Babano. Stephon Diggs tweeted out last night, like, basically the, uh, insinuating that everything was fine. Um, the Bills are saying it's a day-by-day thing. What are you doing with the game? What do you think of it right now? All right, would you take the Bills at three-and-a-half if it's Case Keenum? Or let's say it's three if it's Case Keenum. Let's say at minus three. Yeah. I would. The Bills
2: off a loss is something I want. Uh, I trust this team when they don't play well in the previous game and it didn't go well against the Jets offensively, even defensively in the second half, it kind of came apart for them as well. I trust them off a bad game. Uh, I think they've got that mentality now, that championship-like when you're an elite team, you're supposed to bounce back after a bad performance. I think they can do that. Case Keenum's no slouch. He's won many football games in the past. He took the Vikings, a team he'll be playing his former team here, took them to the NFC Championship game, the Mir- Mir- Miracle in Minneapolis throw to Diggs oddly enough to beat New Orleans so he knows how to win football games and he, he's not going to be able to bring the running element Josh Allen does but he knows the offense he'll be able to make the throws and it's not like Minnesota's defense is great the secondary's riddled with injuries Cameron Dansler, another key injury for the Vikings in that secondary which has been picked on a little bit and when you got to deal with Diggs and Davis and the rest of that receiving core that's not going to be easy for Minnesota going into a tough environment Buffalo we know how strong that home field is I think you're getting a discount. You got to rally the troops effort without. Because to me, Gabe Josh Allen's not playing on Sunday. I think they hold him out in this game, especially you when you got that, a guy yeah. like Keith Keenum. I believe that, especially when you know he's playing his old team. I think that's going to get you know an extra little fired up uh, situation for a guy like Keenum. And then you bring in bring Josh Allen back next week, and he should be. I I would think ready to go for next week. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be Keenum and this line will hover around the three, three and a half that you're seeing right now. And if that's the situation Keenum, and this is the number you're going to get, I like Buffalo here. And I know Minnesota has been the King of winning these close games and finding ways to win. I think the luck runs out here in a tough spot against a team that's off a loss. And I think bounces back strong.
1: Yeah. You know, I hear what you're saying about all that. You know, I just don't know. We don't know. Right. Right you know Josh Allen's going to push the play. So do they do they think as you stated I and we we both believe it. We think they can win this game. If you look at the Bills schedule, guys, Vikings at Bills, Browns at Bills, Bills at Lions. So you could you could actually kick back and you know I could understand them saying there's no way in hell we're going to rush them back. We're looking at the big picture here. We think we can win this football game, anyways, on Sunday at home, on on the backs of our defense, and and then we could beat Cleveland, and we could beat the Detroit Lions with you or me at quarterback, Papano. So, uh, if you're the Bills, and then you even get the Patriots December first, so I can understand them erring on the side of caution, but I'm just wondering if it's not as bad as it as it seems. Look, I saw I saw a doctor today on ESPN and she's you know uh, she's usually very good and bang on with his stuff. And you know the thing with, with Josh Allen's injury, guys, it's not really something that that like if he played like he would damage his arm for life. You know what I mean? Like it's basically a pain threshold situation. He's uncomfortable, you know, there's a discomfort. And as the doctor was explaining that, like, you know, like any of us, you get hurt. It's amazing, Babano, what 24 hours can do sometimes. You know what I mean? And it's amazing what three days can do sometimes. So I think it's premature for us now on a Tuesday slash Wednesday now into Wednesday to know, okay, how is he going to feel on Sunday morning? But, you know, the odds makers, Babano... They're smarter than I am, and they've got it at three and a half. So you might be bang on about it, dude, that they believe that Keenum's playing if they have it at three and a half. Yeah, and that's a Case Keenum
2: number. That's not a Josh Allen number, three, three and a half. Uh, I get the sense that Keenum is playing. Uh, on Sunday uh, just to be cautious. Remember, this is still only week, what we're going to week 10. Like we're just now hitting the second half of the NFL regular season. Like we're still right dead in the set, square in the middle uh, of the season. There's no need to push Josh Allen back. He'll push the coaching staff and the doctors and the medical staff to play on Sunday. But at the end of the day, they'll have the say. And I think it would be wise just to hold him back. You've got Case Keenum. There's a reason why you brought Case Keenum here. He's started du- double digits at, pl- 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 at least in terms of starts in the regular season in the National Football League. Oh, he's like, got a 13-1 season. One he's had
1: yeah. a 13-1 season before. Like, you no, know, he knows the offense. You know, thing is, too, guys, like the Bills are good. If you're a championship pedigree team, you can win, like, with your quarterback being out for a week. Like, it's embarrassing if the wheels just fall off that much with one guy being out. Well, I think they can it's a win.
2: rally the troops that rallies the rest of the team around the guy, too, for that one game. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, they'll be fired up. And also, even though they all like Josh Allen, teams always want to prove a battle. They're not just about that one guy in the start. You know what I mean? Josh gets all the credit all the time. Josh Allen this, Josh Allen that. You know, what I mean, you know they'd like to just show up and win twenty three nothing without him. Not, you know, what I mean, like I said, they like him, but you know, team step up, and you know, like you said, Keenum's capable. I like it. I, you know, I, I totally get it. If they with that point spread, I like it. Uh, Babano, so and
2: you're not going to get three, yeah, and you're not going to get three three and a half with the Bills on their home no. field. Very often. I know this is without Josh Allen, but let's not forget it. it's a tricky little spot for Minnesota. Okay, they're traveling on the road for a second straight week. They had nearly lost to Washington. Very lucky to escape by the skin of their teeth. And what if they lose that game to Washington last week to the Commanders? Then you're not laying three, three and a half here with Buffalo. You're probably laying a bit of a bigger number than you are. But the Vikings won another game. The betting markets and the odds have to give them a little more respect now because they're seven and one instead of six and two and i think it sets up perfectly the thing that concerns me too cousins making a mistake against von miller or the pass rush gets there and whoops there's that kirk cousins mistake in a loud environment that pass rush with von that's what worries me too i could see him making a mistake or two in this game
1: i would agree i agree with you um That You look, they lost the game at Philadelphia. This is another sort of one of those East Coast tough spots. Bills in a bad mood off the loss. Make up for last week, and then it's, you know, they're back on track. And as I stated, I think they'll, they'll want to send a message that they're not just about Josh Allen. I think their defense can step up. I agree with Babano. I think their defense that Kirk Cousins could, you know what I mean, maybe it won't be his best game. But I don't discount Minnesota. Except I don't take them seriously as Super Bowl contenders. I even bet on them they'll win a division before the year started. But we know what will happen. They'll win a bunch of games in the regular season. They'll go on the road and, you know, maybe they'll win a home playoff game. They'll go on the road and they'll get smoked in the playoffs. Just like they did in a conference championship game with Case Keenum, actually, against the Eagles. More with Ian Cameron. I am Renzi. Bring it.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Ian Cameron, A. K. Babano, joining us. One of the ice guys and more. Mike Dettelier will join us from New Orleans a little bit uh, later on. A lot of stuff to get to that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll keep it rolling right now. We're talking about the NFL uh, right now. So um, let's let's get to Thursday night uh, football, Babano. The Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers played that wild game a couple of weeks ago. We've got the rematch here right now. Falcons are two and a half point road favorites. The total, that's, that's what jumps off the screen at me, that the total is 42 and a half in this game. I get it. These Thursday night games, the primetime games, man, they've been under machines. But, man, that total feels light. Falcons late two and a half. What's your opinion, Babano, on the Thursday nighter? Yeah,
2: I would lean over. The first meeting, I like the over in Atlanta. Um, now, this is outdoors. There's a chance the weather might be a little iffy uh, on Thursday night. But you're right. It's 42. It's 42 and a half you got to think P.J. Walker, who will start, by the way, for the Panthers here, plays a little bit better than he did. It was just a brutal situation against Cincinnati. That first loss against Atlanta in OT was a heartbreaker. It pretty much salted away any chance of winning the division for the Panthers, and you could tell there was a bit of a
1: angle. It was I mean, a bad was just, spot for them. Yeah, yep. Yep. Going up. on the road, an
2: angry Cincinnati team. They both lost.
1: team yeah. They both lost yeah. the game after, Atlanta and Carolina after that draining game. They both lost the following week. Yeah, but keep an,
2: I lean Atlanta here, I do, uh, from a side perspective. But I'm more likely to play the over, if anything, in this game than the side. I don't love the Atlanta side, but I'd lean that way. I'll probably be on the over if the weather's all right. Uh, but you have to remember that this has been a pretty tight series history uh, there's been a lot of close games, but I think the Atlanta Falcons uh, will be able to point, up, will pull it out. The one concern is the secondary. You know, they have had a lot of injuries in that group, especially to A.J. Terrell, who I think is probably their best cornerback. Can P.J. Walker find Terrace Marshall, D.J. Moore? Can he be good enough and better? better enough than he was, he has to be better than last week because it was that bad, but can he be better enough this week against this depleted Atlanta secondary to make plays in the passing game? If so, that total looks light, and as long as it's not a driving rain or a downpour or a real heavy wind, that looks a little low at 42.5 to me. All right, so what are you
1: looking at this week in the NFL?
2: Uh, there's a lot. I've already mentioned that I think Buffalo's in the great by-low situation here. I think there's two overs that I really like. I love the Detroit-Chicago over. We've talked about that. I think we mentioned it on Sunday. If you bet the Chicago Bears over the total the rest of the season, I think you're going to be in good shape. They have become a team that is a tough offense to stop now with the run game working, Justin Fields gaining more confidence. But that defense, you know, they traded away key parts, Roquan Smith, Robert Quinn, and that defense has just been gutted. You know the last couple of weeks the bears so and we know detroit's defense ain't great are you ready to believe that detroit's defense is good because they shut down a broken aaron Rodgers and green bay offense last week i'm not i still think that's a way below average detroit defense and i think you'll see points in that game same thing with cleveland miami you know my miami offense is unbelievable like tua and that offense are barely punting in games. In fact, I don't think they punted at all against Chicago, maybe once and the times they got stopped, they went for it when they went for it on fourth down and they didn't pick it up. I mean, that is how good their offense has been, but their defense suddenly has shown some real ugly cracks. Uh, Bradley Chubb was supposed to make a difference last week it's had a pretty quiet game. Uh, I'd look at it over there with Cleveland and Miami, forty-eight and a half. Uh, I'm laying it with Tennessee uh, against Denver. I get it. The Denver's off a bye week and they won that game against Jacksonville and England before the bye week. But I'm telling you what, I'm not ready to use that as a bye sign that things are okay. And there's going to be a big turnaround here down the stretch for the Denver Broncos. So less than a field goal. I like Tennessee there uh, in that game. Uh, the Colts and the Raiders is interesting. I mean, Do we take six with Indy, with Jeff Saturday and his coaching debut? I mean, how do you lay six with Las Vegas now? I mean, after what we've seen from the Raiders, I can't do it. I said, after that debacle against Jacksonville, two weeks in a row I lost with that team. The Jacksonville game and the New Orleans game, I said, I'm not touching that team again. And yet here they are flocking to the Raiders, betting them up to minus six. I know the Colts with Ellinger, that was one of the worst offensive performances you'll see. Uh, against new england Wright gets fired they bring in saturday he's never coached in the nfl before not even assistant in any role but how do you lay six with las vegas i'm trying to talk myself into indianapolis there as the week goes on
1: i'm seeing five and a half right now at fanduel still sixes uh, elsewhere i don't know if people saw saturdays we'll play his comments later People, I think, are buying in. They're like, you know what? I don't know. Maybe let's give them a chance. (laughs) And they're starting to believe. Um, It's one of those tough games. It's a train wreck of a game. I mean, you've got Jeff Saturday in here. For me, it's not just Jeff Saturday. You've got somebody calling plays for the first time. Sam Ellinger is not very good, in my opinion. He's not a pro. He's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. So... You know, they, they have an underqualified quarterback. They got they got a thirty year old kid essentially gonna be calling the plays for the first time in his life ever. You got Jeff Saturday coaching his first ever game. But as you stated, the Raiders can't be trusted, man, to to like to like they're terrible. They're a train wreck. Well, let me and
2: throw a game out at you, Gabe. I'll throw a game out at you. What the hell do you do with the Cardinals and the Rams? How do you lay points with the Rams right now? That's a disaster and a sinking ship, and they blew that game completely against Tampa. How do you take the Rams right now, but at the same time, McVeigh and
1: the Rams own Kingsbury in Arizona? Like, what do you do it's with like that last football week. game? It's like last week, Babano, I was on the Bucks and not that you know. I thought the Bucks were some sort of great team or anything, but it was sort of, I figured... They've got less problems than the Rams do. as crazy as it does sounds. you know what I mean? so it's sort of like um, you know, like the the Rams have serious problems, and you know, the, the bucks so did the bucks, but uh, it felt like a buck spot. But now it feels like this is the line in the sand game for the Rams. Look, the fact is, man,, uh, Banno, I, I, you know the Cardinals have killed me this year. I believed in them time and time again, but it's pretty clear Kingsbury's lost control of the room. Uh, Kyler Murray's out of control now that he's got the guaranteed money. He's yelling at everybody. He's yelling at Hopkins. He's yelling at Kingsbury. Like he yells at everybody. He's temperamental. When things don't go well, he sits and he pouts on the sidelines. He hasn't matured at all. It's incredibly frustrating. Kingsbury's not the guy to turn this thing around. But as you stated, the Rams just suck. But uh, McVeigh absolutely owns them. Um, you know, McVeigh absolutely owns uh, the Arizona Cardinals, and in fact, he's ten and one straight up and against the spread against Arizona. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. And I'll tell you, Babano, Matthew Stafford isn't very good right now. Let's just call it out for what it is. John Wolford doesn't suck. I think it might be a spark the Rams offense need. To be honest, Babano,
2: he started games. He knows that offense. You know, he's been with the Rams now for a few years, so. Uh, there's, those are good points. Those are really good points and the, we talk about how they always beat Arizona. Um you know what's the – let me I got the record here don't I? Yeah, 11 and 1. Are the LA Rams against Arizona. I just said it. 10 and, Sean and 1. Yep. shaman yep. McFaish
1: 10 and 1 against the spread and, and uh, straight up opponent.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> I just that, said it. <laughs> that, that's that's extremely impressive. That's hard to hard to go against that. It, it really is. Um God, it's hard to lay points. I guess I'd have to. It'd be Rams or nothing for me.
1: Yeah, it's not. I don't know if it's the best game, but it's it's on the board. (laughs) It's like, it's, you know, it's one of those, okay, if you have to take it. Yeah, if I had to take it, I'm trusting the Rams more than the Cardinals. And this is coming from someone, guys, that has trusted the Cardinals on a weekly basis and has paid the price uh, for it enough times. I'm not going to tell you there's a difference in DeAndre Hopkins back now that Kyler's pissed him off. Like, so... You know, like I said, they're, it's just, they're, they're falling apart, and it's an ugly scene, too, because they just gave Kingsbury an extension. They're, they're basically, you know, whatever. There's a lot of bad coaches in the NFL right now, and we're only halfway through the season. It could get ugly as the year goes on. So, speaking of ugly, you get the Green Bay Packers, who have lost five games in a row. And It's the magic number five, of battle. They're getting five points against the Dallas Cowboys. The game is in Green Bay. There are reports now, of course, that came out yesterday that uh, the Green Bay Packers players are sick of Aaron Rodgers throwing the wide receivers under the bus all the time, right? That it's, you know, other players. It's not because the kids wouldn't be the ones to bitch, right? The kids wouldn't, like, go to the media because they, they know it would get back to them and people would say, "Who what the, the hell veteran. are you bitching about? You're a kid. You can't complain. But the other players can in the room. And they're like, they're tired of Rodgers throwing the kid wide receivers out of the bus when the team has a million problems, including Aaron Rodgers, right? So that's an unhealthy locker room right there. Plus, you got McCarthy coming back, Babano, that Rodgers basically got fired, right? Let's call it out for what it is. So what do you make of this one? The Cowboys laying five. I think you
2: lay the points. I really do. Uh, To me, look, Green Bay made history with, with Aaron Rodgers against Buffalo. First time he's been a double digit underdog in his career. Is this like maybe one of the very few times he's been a home underdog at Lambeau in his career? How many times has that happened? Uh, but it's warranted that was, that was the lowest of blows of his career last week. That's the Detroit lions nine points against that defense. Like really I mean, my goodness, it was, a whole, and it's, and he deserves blame. You mentioned how he is throwing his receivers under the bus. We should throw a little Aaron Rodgers under the bus. What the hell was that interception he threw in the first quarter A dying quail up in the air, right down by the goal line. It was one of the worst throws you'll ever see him make last week against Detroit. And right away, when I saw that, I'm like, they're going to struggle to score points against this team. Dallas off a bye. I think they'll win in cover.
1: The Wicked Wednesday. This is SportsRange. I am around St. Paul with Ian Cameron. And
0: more. Bring it. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Hold it holds it holds it hot back Passes to center back to wing back to center center
2: holds it holds it holds it I can't bear this any longer. I'm leaving.
1: This is sports right I am Gable Ramsey. We're talking NFL football right now with one of the ice guys, Ian Cameron, they came a bano. We got the LA Chargers and the San Francisco 49ers. Uh Sunday night uh, football. 49ers, seven point favorites, but Bano is that spread too high. People just always love the Niners and the Niners are the trendy you know they're always a trendy team they just are oh, it is what it is they're always going to be that team people always buy into them um, some people believe that um, some people believe that they're the team I'm actually one of them actually that if if anyone would be able to go into Philadelphia and knock Philadelphia off I don't know if, I don't know if I want to discount the Dallas Cowboys but you know because they're division rivals and everything could happen and all that type stuff but San Francisco, if they are healthy and everything's clicking, I get the love for them. But it doesn't mean that they should be seven-point favorites, even against the Chargers. The Chargers getting points is the one spot that I actually will will bet them. I'll never lay points with the Chargers, Babano, but I don't mind them as underdogs. What's your take on this one?
2: Yeah, I'm kind of in that same. They're getting healthier, the Niners, and they're off a of bye, and that, that does concern me a little bit. But this is finally the Chargers in the role that we prefer them in, you know, getting points. Uh, yeah. rather than a points and remember <laughs>
1: yeah. Adding points to this. T- yeah, Give me the plus 14, but go on. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, they've been a favorite in every game this year except one time, and that was at Kansas City, and they covered.
1: Really in that game,
2: they were four-point ducks. Yeah, 27-24 back door, but they probably should have. They, they deserved to cover, I thought, and they probably could have won that game. Remember, that was when Herbert threw that pick six when they were leading. And they yeah, were going yeah. in to really put Kansas City behind the eight ball. Uh, and that totally changed the game. So, no, this is the this is where you like the Chargers, getting seven in this spot. They had a bye a couple weeks ago. They got a little help here. It wasn't pretty, but they beat Atlanta. A little confidence after that bad game they had against Seattle. They're five and three. They still know, hey, wild card, we can we can make it. Uh, I think you get a good effort from them. It's not going to be easy. Niners, like I said, Debo, and they're getting their weapons back. The defense is getting healthier. Nick has come back. Uh, Battle of Bosa's here. That'll be fun to watch, Nick and Joey. Uh, but nevertheless, here, uh, you look at it, Eileen Chargers here, plus the uh, seven points uh, in uh, this game. Uh, although Bosa, you're not going to see him. He's still out with the groin.
1: Um. What, um, yeah, whatever. The bosses are always hurt. One <laughs> one of them, I get them both confused. When one of them's out, and the other guy's hand, he's out. Yeah, whatever. Um, what are you doing with, uh, you said earlier in the year, so the Giants, you, you're betting on the Giants every week. For the record, Damian Pierce didn't practice today. I don't know the severity of the injury, but I don't know. I don't know if he's going to miss the game. He could potentially it's five and a half right now so it's gone up I think the odds makers are thinking Pierce could be out in this game he is their best offensive player you know the Giants have been in you know underdog spots or near pick them spots most of the time this year asking him to win by six is a different situation what are you doing with the giant game
2: this is going to be one of those games where I'm going to do it if they don't cover, maybe we probably won't lay points with them as a favorite every game, but uh, or this season anyway, because I should point out they were three point home favorites against Chicago uh, in, in early October. They won that game by eight and Chicago is a little uh, better than Houston as far as I'm concerned. So I'm going to go ahead and lay the five uh, with the uh, Giants here uh, in this game off a of bye week as well. Uh, where they, you know, they finally had a really poor second half. They've been the kings of great second half performances. Dable's been making adjustments. They've been playing great third quarter, fourth quarter football uh, all year, and they finally didn't uh, against Seattle. Uh, before the uh, bye week but I think off the bye I think you get a good performance both sides of the ball this Houston team is starting to look like you know the team we all thought coming into the year one of the worst teams it's getting worse they get blown out by Las Vegas uh, the Tennessee game was ugly offensively uh, Philadelphia they actually hung tough but I, I'm convinced Philadelphia brought their C minus game uh, last Thursday night. I'm not convinced the Eagles were anywhere close to their best uh, against Houston in that game. I think this will be a tough spot for the Texans. So I, I will lay the five with New York here.
1: What do you think of the um, the Munich game? Munich-Germany with uh, Seattle and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers, three-point favorites. <laughs> Seattle, of
2: course. It's the only way I could look. I mean... Uh, Tom Brady reacting after that game like, hell, hell yes, finally got a win. We needed it. But man, the Rams did a lot of screwing up. That was every bit as much the Rams screwing up as it was Tampa Bay executing uh, down the stretch of that game. And all Seattle's doing right now is finding ways to win. Now travel-wise, it's tougher for Seattle, right? Coming from the West Coast compared to Tampa, that's a mild
1: concern. But now you're getting a three with the Seahawks team with the well, way really the that defense... Yeah. Tampa to Germany and Seattle to Germany, who cares? You're going to Germany. right? <laughs> like, it's a long damn flight anyway for both yeah. teams. I yeah, uh, to me that's
2: not enough to, that would not be enough to take me off the Seattle side and it's not going to be enough to take
1: me what off. How do you guys come up side? with this stuff? I heard another handicapper bring that up. Like it's, like it's like they really from Tampa to Germany or Seattle, either way it sucks. Um and either way whatever, it's it's like uh it's like the same type of thing. If you're on a plane for five hours or you're on a plane for five hours and 45 minutes, it doesn't really matter at that point.
2: No, no this is a Seattle. At plus three, I'm in on Seattle. Uh, this team is just they're a find-away team right now, and they're comfortable and close. They're like the Giants a little bit, comfortable and close games, and Geno's making plays, and the run game with Kenneth Walker has been outstanding. Now, Tampa's defense got healthy last week against the Rams, and that was one of the best defensive efforts. That will be a challenge, a much healthier Tampa defense for Gino and the Seattle offense, but I think they'll find a way because that's just what they've done all year.
1: All right, uh, Babano. LSU and Arkansas Saturday at noon Eastern, 9 o'clock Pacific. LSU Tigers, three-point favorites, coming off their massive overtime win against the Crimson Tide. Arkansas beat them last year, but LSU were a disaster last year. Interesting side note as far as Brian Kelly is concerned. Brian Kelly has actually won 17 straight games in the month of uh, November. All right, well, 17 straight games in the month of uh, November. So Kelly doesn't really fade down the stretch uh, here. Um, We told you this last week, actually, about LSU. Um, And uh, we liked them against Alabama. So now they lay three against Arkansas. You know, if this wasn't like the end of the year and they weren't ranked seventh in the college football playoffs and they weren't playing to go to the SEC Conference Championship game, I would concede that it's a bad spot for them. But considering that they're playing for everything and that they're ranked seventh in the college football playoffs, and if, if LSU went out, they go to the SEC Conference Championship game, and there's real they're going to be favored in every one of the games they play in down this down the stretch here. There's no reason why they don't. I'm not scared. Um, Arkansas's defense just isn't very good, but bad. LSU are going to score outscore them. Arkansas will score on LSU, but not not more points than LSU will score on them. I like LSU. Who do you like in this game?
2: Yeah, it's Arkansas pass for me, and I I think there's a clear buy low, sell high spot. I, I I don't know if we're like I just don't trust LSU off that kind of win. Uh, like obviously we know that they want to win because they want to get in the playoff, and they gotta keep winning because there's still a path. for it. Alabama would need a miracle. Alabama has to win out. LSU has to lose out in, in order to get to the SEC championship miracle. But it, it's still possible if LSU stumbles here. And then A and M, you know, has got has been. Uh, it's important for our right like to keep their eyes on the prize, but to me, is that Arkansas defense and Jaden Daniels. The one thing he is doing is he's getting better throwing the ball. He always could run it, even early in the season. He was running the ball well, but now they're starting to get the pass game going a little bit, and that's a brutal—and I mean brutal. What do you Arkansas mean a little defense. bit, of battle.
1: He has. He's getting it going a little bit. Jaden Daniels is the only quarterback in the country that's run for 600 yards and passed for 1,700 yards, Babano. Yep. Like, he's got no, to it go is. a little bit. He's playing like, if he played like this the entire year, he'd win the Heisman. <laughs> like You know what yep. I'm saying? They had those he, stumbles, the Tennessee
2: and Florida State. Otherwise, yep, you are right.
1: Um, Jaden Daniels is like, really, right now, he's the best quarterback in the country like um point blank all right so um you said I would like arkansas. the over in that
2: game but I would only look at this is scary stuff for LSU they need to prove it to me first they don't have a they don't have a, a lay an egg after that kind of victory last week
1: yeah i respect you but that's a lame take i think <laughs> like they're just they're, they're kicking will find out
2: saturday if it's a 34-31 arkansas you might be singing a different tune
1: um no, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you think, like, so, like, why would you think? So, What like, what's your think? So, what you think that they're going to be thinking, like, when they t- walk out on the field, they're going to be thinking about Alabama and last week, or, like, like I don't really understand. No, I'm, thinking, like, I'm, the I'm
2: thinking they gave up 35 on the road to Florida, uh, on the road, and they nearly lost to Auburn on the road. And those are the only two road games they played this year, LSU. So, I'll put Arkansas a little above both of those teams right now, even though they've had their issues, so. This is not an easy game going to Fayetteville, if, in my opinion, for the Tigers.
1: Um, well, I'll tell you all I know is one team is six and three against the spread, and that's LSU. And if you take away the stumble job against Florida State, so in other words, they're six and two in their last eight games, and Arkansas four and five. Um, like I said, Arkansas can run the ball, they can't stop it. So Babano says Arkansas, I say LSU. And yeah, I'm not leaving. Uh, we liked LSU last week. We're not leaving this money on the table. We're right. And in fact, we told you we, we, we jumped in on LSU 50 to one to win a national championship, although it's more a, a hedge bet. We don't really believe they're going to win a national championship, but I do believe they're going to get into the SEC conference championship game against Georgia. And then, whatever, we can hammer Georgia on Moneyline parlays or whatever the hell we want to do or take Georgia, blah, blah. And if LSU pulls the upset, then we got them going into 50-1, to going into the playoffs. All right, so TCU, Babano, and Texas. TCU and Texas getting seven points. What about this one? Yeah, it's
2: it's a good two games you pick because the fishy lines, right? LSU is such a short number. They're playing so well. It seems like, are you walking into a trap? And it feels that way here with TCU. Like, all they do is win. All they do is find a way. And back Duggan and Kendra Miller, the great running back, and they're just putting up points every single week, and they're getting a full touchdown here against Texas as an undefeated uh, team. You know, this is one where you figure, are you walking into a trap? Are you walking into this public underdog theory that people throw out there? But I am tempted to take TCU. I could only take TCU. I probably will still take TCU because I don't know if I'm ready to lay seven with Texas just yet. Let's not forget, they lost to Texas Tech. They've had some close calls. I know they nearly beat Alabama. Maybe that's why they're laying this big of a number. People still think they almost beat Alabama. But what's Alabama become? You know, they got ripped apart defensively by Tennessee and LSU. Uh, In their two losses. So I don't know. Public dog be damned. Uh, TCU, it would be for me.
1: Ian Cameron uh, kicking with us. Just one last thing about LSU that I will say. I think that, like, if you're a smaller school and stuff, after a massive win, everyone kisses your ass on campus and thinks, you know, tells you how great you are. But. The LSU football players don't see anybody. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're living in their own little bubble and stuff. And Brian Kelly's too much of a jerk to let them uh,
0: be happy.
1: Crazy how time just flew by here. So let's get right to it. CFL playoffs, uh, Babano. Montreal Alouettes get uh, three points uh, right now at uh, FanDuel Eastern Division Final. Who you got, Montreal or Toronto? Total is 48.
2: So I'm thinking, I've definitely leaned both dogs. I think I like the Montreal underdog more than BC. It's just because, you know, when you think about it, how good Winnipeg's been, at home in these playoff spots the last few years, it's tough to go against that. But at the same time, BC's got a certain magic to them. Their defense is playing better. I'll be on BC, but I don't feel as confident with them. I do feel confident with Montreal, you know, Trevor Harris, and that quick passing game. If they go to that same blueprint that beat Hamilton, they'll have success. Toronto's an aggressive defense. They like to bring pressure a lot blitz a little bit more. If Harris is getting the ball out quickly, like he was against Hamilton. It's going to keep a clean pocket. It'll ensure he doesn't get sacked as much. And I think at the end of the day, if he gets the quick passing game going and is efficient with the ball as he was last week, he can be better than uh, McLeod Beth Thompson. Let's be honest. MBT hasn't done a thing in the playoffs last year. He lost in the East final to my tie cats. He's got a lot to prove and he's going to show it to me. He can win a big CFL playoff game. So I like Montreal. I'm a little more lukewarm on BC, but I still think I'll bet them smaller.
1: All right. Anything else in uh, college before we get you out of here, college football?
2: Uh, College football for uh, Saturday. Um, I'm laying the points with Florida State uh, against Syracuse. Uh, Florida State keeps getting better and better and better. Syracuse may not even have their starting quarterback, and they seem to be falling apart at the seams. So, FSU laying the points.
1: Ian Cameron, thank you, Bano, for your time. Have a good night. The late night anger management class continues. Level three. Next.